And I'm about to share a word with you that I believe will help you and strengthen you and encourage you. At the same time, this week, I'm going to encourage you to do a devotional of the Bible app, and we will give you more information on it. But if you want to look it up, not right now, because you need to pay attention, it's just entitled Anxious for Nothing. And it's a seven-day devotional that ties right into this message. It is something you can share with friends, get them engaged, as well as sharing this message, because this will be recorded online. You can listen to it again, direct people to it. I want to talk to you about transforming fear into faith. One of the most common things that God says to us as human beings, and it's throughout the scripture, is fear not. And fear is a good response if there's a lion charging you or you're about to go into an accident or something like that. But much of our life is consumed with fears that aren't even that real. And so God says over and over again, fear not. Isaiah 41 verse 13, I want to read it to you. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. I want you to notice how personal that is. Do not fear, I will help you. I want you to just catch that. God says to you right now this morning, do not fear, I will help you. You see, one of the things that happens with fear is that fear breeds more fear. And even in the craziness in our supermarkets of people panic buying around toilet paper of all things, I think it's become a global joke that, I've enjoyed the memes though and shared a few of them myself. But even in a tiny thing like that, you can see how anxiety and fear breeds more fear and causes crazy behavior. I love something that Mark Twain said. He said, I've been through some terrible times in my life, a few of which have actually happened. And for some of us, there's a whole lot of things that we think if this could happen or that could happen. And for some of us, there are some very real things in our life that are causing fear. This week, I went to Sydney to our national office and was with the team there. And just flying there, staying in a hotel overnight, going to a restaurant, flying back. It was amazing how many people I had opportunity to talk to. I I do that all the time. I I love chatting to people in those situations. But people on the airline concerned that they were going to lose their job. The airports were so quiet. The person who picked me up to take me to my hotel, normally a busy driver with multiple bookings and had won the day before. And you could see the anxiety, the concern about his future and the practical thing of just a job. Talking to one young lady who served me in a cafe who was going to go overseas. She's a Christian and uh, comes from Indonesia and she can't go and see her parents now because it's a 14-day quarantine each way. For a couple who were uh, the chefs, uh, I got there late, they just fed me, made it, it was good. Um, It was chefs who come from Italy and their family is right in the middle of the hot zone in Italy. And while their family were right, they were concerned about neighbors and all those sorts of things. And it would be crazy for us to imagine we would not be affected by similar fears or anxieties. 
But fear breeds more fear. And we've got to learn how to transform our fear into faith. Because fear also clouds our judgment. We make hasty and pressured decisions when we pray. And I want to encourage you to just do something. Every time you feel that anxiety rise, that concern, that thought comes to just pause, to be still and know that He is God and listen for His voice. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. And there's just something about breathing, slowing down and saying, God, would you speak to me in this situation? Because fear, if it's left unchecked, redirects our energy. Fear and anxiety are exhausting. And all of us have known that sleepless night where we, something churns in our mind that as much as you try to sleep, our and no matter how tired you feel physically, you just can't get there. It's exhausting. It drains you. And God doesn't want you to be drained. He wants you to be strong in the power of His might. So let me give you a few really simple things of how to transform fear, anxiety into faith. I want to anchor this around a passage of Scripture that probably many of you know well. And it's 2 Timothy 1.7, and I'm reading it from the Passion Translation. It says this, For God will never give you the spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. I, I want you to catch that. You may think you know the verse, but I want you to catch this. It says, God will never give you a spirit of fear. If you are feeling fear, it hasn't come from God. Unless you're facing a very real direct threat to your life or something, well, then fear is a God-given response to defend yourself, to protect yourself, to get out of that situation. But all these other fears and anxieties do not come from the Spirit of God. The Bible is explicit on that. God will never give you a spirit of fear. What God gives you is a spirit of power, a spirit of love that you are loved by Him, that He cares for you, and of a sound mind that you can deal rationally and constructively with the fears that you are experiencing. The way we do that is, number one, to pray. I've kind of mentioned that already, that moment of pause, of taking a breath, of breathing in the Holy Spirit and then talking to God. David experienced all sorts of fears and anxieties and some very real threats to his life. And he says this in Psalm 34 and verse 4, I prayed to the Lord. He answered me and he freed me from all my fears. I prayed to the Lord. He answered me and he freed me from all my fears. And I want you to take a moment, even right now, to just lift your prayers, your anxieties, your concerns to God, and He will free you from all your fears. And you may need to reinforce that and strengthen it. So pray. The second thing is read God's Word. And I think at the moment, what I'm about to read from Psalm 91 is probably one of the most read passages of Scripture during this situation. But let us read it together. The words are up on the screen for you to follow. Mark it in your Bibles. 
go back to it. It's a wonderful declaration that transforms fear into faith. I will dwell in the shelter of the Most High. I will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, you are my safe place, my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save me from the fowler's snare and from deadly pestilence. I will not fear the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys in the midday. The Lord is my refuge, my safe place. I will make the most high my dwelling. Therefore, no harm will overtake me. No disaster will come near my tent. For he will command his angels concerning me to guard me in all my ways. Here's the prayer thing again. I will call on the Lord and he will answer me. He will be with me in trouble and with long life, God will satisfy me and show me his salvation. So pray, read God's word. But the third thing, it's my final point, declare God's word, confess God's word. You see, fear has a very loud voice, but most of its words are empty. Let me say that again. Fear has a very loud voice, but most of its words are empty. God's voice is often a whisper to us, but His words are filled with love. They're filled with power. They're filled with His Holy Spirit, and they are filled with life. God's words are weighty. Fear's words are mostly empty. Listen to what Jeremiah says about the authority and the sheer power of God's word. Jeremiah 23, 29, God declares, is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces. You declare God's word into the face of fear and God's word becomes like a fire that consumes the fear, like a hammer that shatters it and breaks it down. We need to get our confession on. I'm not going to go through the whole story, but if you're not familiar with it, the story of David and Goliath, you can read it in 1 Samuel 17. And when David goes into battle with the Philistine, he comes with a confession. He comes with a declaration. And we cannot defeat our giants, whatever they are, the giants of anxiety, fear, the other things that are swirling around our society. We cannot defeat those giants with our mouth closed. We've got to open our mouths and declare what God says about our situation and into our situation. David said this as he ran towards the giant, not from the giant, not from the trouble. He ran towards the giant and he said, I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, whom you have defied. And today the Lord will conquer you. And I want to speak that over your life. I want to speak it over our nation. I want to speak it over our word. As enormous as this code of 19 giants seems to me, it is define the plan, the purpose of God for your life and for this planet. And it has defied him. And in the name of the Lord of hosts, it will be taken down. 
We're praying for our scientists. We're praying for our medical services. We're praying for breakthrough. We're praying for deliverance. And I believe God is going to answer. 